we go. One more Dominion Sonship Live coming to you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for trusting that you would hear from God when you tune into Dominion Sonship. And um, this is my confidence. My confidence is that He ever speaks to us and that when we have an ear to hear, we can perceive by the Spirit that which He is saying to you. And... um What he's saying to us right now is there's nothing but victory to those who belong to the body of Christ. There's nothing but victory to those that are called by his name. There's nothing but victory to those that proclaim his truth, to those that are led by the Spirit of the Lord, for those are the sons of God. And so we have been for a while now talking about revelation knowledge, revelation knowledge in light of becoming that knowledge, can I say, walking out the revelation of the Word of God, not just to be able to to um, quote the verses, not only to be able to uh, dispute Scripture, which really we're not called to dis- dispute Scripture, but we are called to walk out scripture and the walking out is based on your fellowship with the word and the Holy Spirit. And uh, last week, well, actually two weeks ago, I started on the meditation of the word of God because we recognize that without a deeper understanding, a stronger situating in the word of God, being planted in the streams of living water, being firmly placed in this divine abode of Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, that really we, we will be very shallow And we know that Satan always comes for the sake of the word. And so it'll be easy for him to snatch the word because we just haven't grown in the understanding. And so it's very important that we, we do not forsake this, this place of the situating in the word of God, a placing that is of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the interpreter of this divine truth. The Holy Spirit brings to remembrance His words. The Holy Spirit discloses the very mysteries of God. And we know that these mysteries of the kingdom are given to us. And they're for us to equip us in this hour. And so let's go to Romans 1.17. I believe the title the Lord gave me for today is The Unveiling of Faith. Revelation is an unveiling. Revelation is an unveiling of that which uh, is not easily seen, so to say. And now that we're in the kingdom of God, we are given spiritual sight, which is really the very word of God. The very word of God is our discerner. The very word of God is our our guide and lead, the Holy Spirit leads and guides us through. And so when we go to Romans 16, 1, 16, sorry, we're realizing and, and into 17, that there is a righteousness of God that is revealed in this word, in this divine utterance, in this eternal word of God, this incorruptible seed of the word of God that will never perish, will never fade away. There is disclosed within this truth a 
righteousness that is of God. A gift of righteousness, Paul tells the Romans later on in chapter 5, 17, through, through this gift that we now reign through the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is a message of dominion. And we cannot, we cannot talk about dominion. We cannot talk about in walking in this, in this delegated authority that we now have, uh, that is of God without, without emphasizing the power of the truth, the power of the word of God and the unction of the spirit. And last week I said that when I got born again from the get go, the Holy Spirit just put a desire, a passion for the word. And I, I had not been churched up until that moment. I got born again from a state of being an absolute heathen, a pure Gentile in my understanding with no understanding of God whatsoever. And when I became born again through a night vision, I, I, I developed this hunger for the word. And, and uh, because I studied overseas, I moved around internationally quite a bit. And, and part of what that did is I never really got fully situated in a, in a religious denomination, so to say, or, or was in a church for a very long time at that time. And so I did not get to hear a lot of the um, church language. But then, you know, when I finished my education and the Lord placed me in Canada and I got married and, you know, we were led into a, a church, uh, part of the body of Christ, and uh, it's a very important function of the Holy Ghost to lead you and to place you in the place where you belong, where you have a supply for that particular ministry in the body of Christ. And I started hearing, hearing terms such as word versus spirit, word and spirit. And, um, and it took me a while to realize what exactly they were talking about because I have never in my understanding have seen when I read the word of God, a separation from the word and the spirit because Jesus says to us that his words are spirit and they are alive. And so I have always had this passion to talk about the reality of the Word of God, not from a condemning matter, not from, you know, know your Bible, know your Bible. No, we are, we are, we are to have a relationship with our Word. We are, we are born of this Word, and we are to to know the Bible, we are, but this is a desire that is birthed in us by the Holy Spirit. And yes, it does require a discipline. It does require a discipline. I've always said the greatest opposition to my Christian life, even in the beginning when I had a hunger for the Word of God, was this opposition within my carnal man where the Word of God was concerned. It was, there was always came up, something always came up when I was about to sit down and read. And not so much when I sat down to pray. Not so much uh, was there opposition when I, 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 I gathered in my local church. Not so much in the moment of praise and worship. Not so much. But when it came to the reading of the word, I found great opposition. 
And so there was always a press required. And to this day, and to this day, I don't take it for granted. I have to have a diligence about me and I have to yield to really the, the, the lead of the spirit that is, that, that has a gift of self-control where I decide I read the word. I, now I read the Bible. I, now I sit down and read the Bible and I, I, I do not, I do not engage with distractions and, and so when, when these messages regarding the power of the word of God are brought out and, um, all of us, it resounds within us. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. And, and then, and then somehow we just slide through the cracks and, and, uh, we just depend on the minister reading the scripture. We just depend on our, our weekly attendance in church to hear the word and, and maybe sometimes live through it during the week and, and maybe not. And then, you know, it's whatever, like, you know, whatever. And just, and yet when it comes to our desires of the things that we want God to do, we are very persistent. God went, how comes not yet God? God, 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 God. And the unveiling of faith is really a disclosure of the Holy Spirit of the Word of God. And so let's read uh, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. This gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And verse 17 is what the focus is for today. For in it, in this gospel of Christ, in this power of God to salvation, in this power of God to salvation, there is a disclosure. There is a revelation. There is an understanding. A revealing. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So this revelation of the righteousness of God that he became sin, Jesus, so that now I be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I'll have a righteousness, consciousness that when I'm in my in my, everywhere in my understanding where God is concerned in my life before God, that I know I now have a right standing before my heavenly Father because of the blood of Christ, because of the broken body of Jesus, that he took on the whole wrath of God, and now I'm not called to wrath anymore, but unto salvation. And so the renewing of the mind that is from faith to faith. Paul also tells it's from glory to glory to the Corinthians. There is a walk of transformation that it is, it is precept upon precept, layer upon layer, here little, there little. And that looks like a habitation in truth. It looks like a, 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 an inclination of your ear to hear him say again and again, I love you and him drawing you back to his love words. Because this love 
is our correction. This divine love expressed through ink on a page that really carries the very voice of your eternal God is what brings forth a transformation, a making a right to my walk, a making a right to my thoughts above all. Because when my thoughts are made a right through the power of the word of God, that this, this word now has inherent power to subdue every rebellious thought as I engage with the word. And we looked at epinosis a few weeks ago, maybe a month now. This revelation knowledge that is a deeper place of understanding, of knowing him and knowing his word, the knowledge of him, epinosis. This knowledge that is based on my participation with the Word of God. It is based on my engagement with the Word of God. How do you engage with His voice? Through the Holy Ghost that carries His voice. How do you transform by reading this Word? Because you know before you even pick up this word. This is divine inspiration. This carries the very voice of God that the Holy Ghost picked his vessels to pen this word. The Holy Spirit picked Paul the Apostle and Peter and John and Luke and, and the, the Matthew and, and John to pen, to pen precious words that captured the very heart of God. And so when I read this word, the very heart of God is being revealed, which is a heart of love towards me that he now calls me right. Because he sent his son to come into the world because he, he so loved us that while I was, yet, while I was still a sinner, the most, in my most unlovely state. And I have a, a remembrance of that. I have a remembrance of that state of unlovely in opposition to God. That he loved me back then. And so how much more, how much more now, Paul writes in, in chapter, in Romans chapter 5, Eight, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than, much more, much more than having now been justified by his blood, this righteousness revealed in this power of salvation, this righteousness revealed in the gospel of, of Christ, that there is now justification for the sinner. How much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, enemies to God, in that moment, he died for us. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. This is the power of our salvation. This reconciliation with a righteous God. That we in his sight are made righteous. That we in his sight are holy. That we in his sight are above reproach. This is the unveiling of faith. Where you are.
are becoming, you are becoming righteousness on earth. And that which is due is of righteousness. This is the ultimate epinosis revelation knowledge to be the very righteousness of God that all things work right for you because you are what? called according to his purpose because you love him because you love his words you are now his disciple indeed and yes there always will be a forsaking of an old reality there is a daily of you picking up your cross but it's from glory to glory and so when you come into this word when you come into the life of the word you have to recognize there is always a coming out of the grave for you that as he arose this word now is arising in your heart this word is enlightening you now and the holy ghost is very much part of that lighting up you're lit up today by the power of the word you're lit up today by the voice of god that is carried in the word of god and that's what let's see where peter talks about just the verse just popped into my mind Right, Second Peter 1, 19. And so we have the prophetic word, the more sure word, this word. We have now the more sure word, the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed. You do well to heed. Well done, he'll say to us, good and faithful servant, because we have done well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart when the word resurrects himself in your understanding. When the word becomes alive in your understanding, there is a glory divine and there are moments when I'm in the word when I'm totally captivated by glory. And this is an open door. This is a living stream that I can go in and drink. That I can go in and be refreshed. And I can go down the streams of this divine purpose for my life that is found in this word. Because the Holy Ghost is bringing a quickening. The Holy Ghost is bringing this understanding that is dawning in my heart. As the morning star rises. And going back to that portion of, of scripture in chapter in, in Second Peter one, now verse twenty, knowing this, knowing this, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy never came by the will of man. Do you understand it? But it came through the will of God. And so many times I say, I want to do your will. I want to do your will. And he'll come back and say, you do well. You do well to incline your ear to my sayings. You do well to heed to the word to this prophetic word confirmed for prophecy never came by the will of man but holy men of God spoke as they were moved as they were moved they were directed they were instructed by the Holy Spirit I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit I want to know the Holy Spirit I want to have a relationship with you know what God spoke to me this morning at wake up he said, the reading of the word 
is your grooming to be led by the Spirit. That when you develop a discipline to read His Word, the Holy Spirit is grooming you into sonship. The Holy Spirit is grooming you into sonship because as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. And so when, when you know, we, 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 we always want the most spectacular thing. I want a big, grand vision. And I've had visions, and I'm thankful to God. But I'm telling you, the vision I'm always daily inclining myself to is the vision of His Word. It's always a 2020 eyesight. It is always an adjustment. It's always a fortification. It's always food for me. It's a strength to me. And without knowing, without knowing that this word was not written coming from the will of man, from carnal man's understanding of God, but was directly inspired by the Holy Ghost, now I know this is his will for my life. The most elementary place that you can start to find the will of God for your life is find yourself in the word. This is how he grooms you for life, how he grooms you into the plans and purposes. I don't know what's ahead in my natural man, but he does. And when, when I incline myself in, in these holy scriptures, I'm being transformed and my understanding is light, is being lit with revelation. And I know exactly what my next step is going to be. He says similar in um, Paul to the Corinthians. I've got so many ribbons and stickies from, I don't know. Uh, they're supposed to help me. They're not helping me right now. The Holy Ghost is helping me right now. Glory be to God. Let's go to, yeah, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 6. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. It is God who commands light to shine out of darkness. And the, the way Peter framed that moment, as we just read just a little bit earlier, is that you do well to heed this prophetic utterance, this prophetic word, the, the more sure word, which is confirmed. You do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. As a light that shines in a dark place until it dawns on me. Yes, I get it, God. Yes, I get it. And this getting is eternal, ever getting. We go from glory to glory. And so there'll be a lot more understanding that will come, that will come to us down the road in our Christian walk. Going back to Paul's writing to Corinthians in verse 6, 2 Corinthians 4. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. It is God. It is the Holy Spirit that brings forth a revelation to shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, in the face of this more sure word, in the face. And this is how transformation happens. It's in the face of him. It, just a little bit higher in verse 4, that there has been a blinding by, by Satan. Verse 3, but even if our gospel is veiled, this gospel that Paul told the Romans in chapter 1 
carries the power of God into salvation. That Satan is doing his very best to blind sight from power. How many are always wanting power? Power to be heard, power to be understood, power to dominate, power, power, power to pay the bills, power, influence power. Well, there is a true power. There is a righteousness power that is revealed from faith to faith, faith to faith in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ that we understand that Satan is trying to blind. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, which tells me that this veiling that Satan does is to kill me, to still kill and destroy. There's nothing good in being veiled away from God and his word. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe lest the gospel, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. And so there is a shining here, if we go to chapter 3, 18. But we, the unveiled ones, but we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror, in a mirror, his words are spirit and their life. We're beholding spirit and life when beholding the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the word of God made flesh. You can't separate this divine utterance from the voice of God. You cannot separate the will of God from his word. You cannot separate the transformation that we are so after in this hour from the word of God because it is always found here. Go back to verse 18 in 2 Corinthians 3, but we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. It is found, where did we just read earlier? The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ is found before him. That we're beholding us in a mirror. And so there is a righteousness that we are being unveiled to. And this is from faith to faith. So let's go to Romans 10. Because when we say from faith to faith, some will say, I don't have faith. I have very little faith. Well, let's see how we can increase our faith. How can we increase our faith? In Romans 10, 16. Actually, um. Oh, yeah, that's good, 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed the report? See, if you refuse to allow the word to unveil you, you'd walk in disobedience to that which he has said and not even be aware. That's called deception. Because the one he's referring to here is the Israelites of old that really fellowship with the voice of God through the prophets. And that's what Hebrew says in the beginning in chapter 1 that uh, of, of times past that God spoke through his prophets. But in these days, he has, chosen to, he has chosen to speak to us through his son. Who is the son? 
Who was the son given? The word made flesh. It was in the beginning with God and was God. And so in this, in these times, he speaks to us through his word, through his son. And we spend quite a bit of time uh, in teaching that Jesus Christ is the word of God. And so there should be no, no distinction when we say Jesus and not think of the word there. They're all one, one, one. He is the word. And so, so then verse 17, so then faith, did I read fully 16? Let me see. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, Faith comes, faith comes from faith to faith. There is a righteousness of God revealed. Faith comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I believe in one of my teachings, might have been last Sunday, I said that there is a layering of hearing. There is a hearing of his voice in his word. And as we hear his voice in his word, faith arises in our heart. And these mysteries of God are made wide open to us. There is an understanding now of righteousness. There is an understanding now of being blameless in his sight. Not because I'm perfect, 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 but because in his perfection, I am perfected. I just did a dominion talk, the walk of one. I strongly encourage you to go listen to it this past week, the walk of one. And it was a profound teaching. The teaching that we now walk in this complete work that he has already provided for us to walk in. And, and as we incline our ears to hear his sayings, where, where are his sayings most easily understood? Through the written word. It's in our lap every day. It's easy access. It silences all the clamor. And should the Holy Ghost want to communicate further? And he does. He'll talk to you about personal moments. But this word is the ultimate transformation of my life. And so we are to heed. We'll do well to heed, Peter says. Because there are some who did not do well to heed in Hebrews Actually, we're going to go to Hebrews 4. On the way to Hebrews, we'll hear, we'll go to Galatians 3 about the hearing of faith. I think Galatians 3 used to be a chapter I used to read a lot. And I, I heard his spirit speak to me very clearly for a long season from Galatians chapter 3 in verse 2. Verse 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit? Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by being good, 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 by, by just obeying the law, by doing, being just a perfect Christian, never slipping up, doing, just doing, 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 doing? No, it's by being, by being one with Him, <laughs> by being His beloved. He said, how do you receive the Spirit? By works of the law or by the hearing of faith? By the hearing of faith. You see, the Holy Spirit is received through the hearing of faith. 
We just read that there is a righteousness that is revealed in the gospel of Christ. That is from faith to faith. Then we, we went to chapter 10 in Romans that faith comes through the hearing and the hearing of the word of God. And now he's saying that the spirit is received through the hearing of faith. And so when we are in the word, faith, our believing heart, faith is of the heart. Our believing heart is trusting, trusting and knowing that this scripture was not given by the interpretation of men. It's not of private interpretation, has not been penned by the will of men, but it's God inspired. It's God felt and it's God fulfilled. That's the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, he says, have, having begun in the spirit, having begun through the hearing of faith, having begun by you listening to his voice, by reading the word and hearing his voice and agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. Yes, yes. Not by debating. Not by, 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 by reading just to check off a box. I did my little reading for the, I did it, I did it. I'm going through the plan very diligent. I have not missed a day. I have not missed a day. Every day is checked. I've read all my Bible verses today. What's good? But how about those Bible verses read you? How about that word? Be given access to light up your heart today. How about that truth? Be given access to transform your mind, to conform you to his image of truth and, and adoration and glory perfection. Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh through your works of obedience? Works, works, works. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? And then verse 5, therefore he, God, who supplies the spirit, take note, God supplies the spirit. God supplies, I don't earn the spirit. God supplies the spirit through the hearing of faith. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. God works miracles among you. Does he do it? By the works of the law? By you attaining to this human perfection, to attaining to this religious perfection, you attend church uh, every time the doors open. You sit very quietly. You, you pay attention. You, you just, you just, you just, you just really good. I mean, thank God for all of it. But at the end of the day, if we're not hearing, with the hearing of faith, all of it is in vain. It's works of the flesh that are going to burn up as chaff and wood and hay and stubble. But at the hearing of faith, the testing of our faith is more precious than gold. It's how we withstand all persecution in this hour. Through the hearing of faith is how we overcome every temptation. Through the hearing of faith is how God supplies the Spirit. Through the hearing of faith is how God works miracles among us. Let's finish the verse. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And of course, the answer is through the hearing of faith. And so now we can go to Hebrews 4 and realize how they missed it. They did not mix, they did not mix faith. They didn't believe 
the one who loved them. They didn't believe the one who rescued them from Egypt. They did not believe the one. They had a plan, a good plan for their lives. To take them to the land flowing with milk and honey. The promised land. They didn't believe the one who said, I'm taking you over. I have a covenant with my, with, with my servant Abraham. My friend Abraham. Didn't believe. You know why? Because maybe they thought it was about this perfect walk they could never attain to. You know why? Because they allowed those idols of Egypt to talk to them. You know why? Because in their minds we turned back to the leeks and the anise and the garlics of Egypt. Snares. Shallow understanding of God. Allow snares to choke the word of God out of your life. The cares of life shut them out. God takes care of you. God's got a plan for your life. How am I going to get to the promised land? How? When, Moses? When? Look, no water. Look, no food. How, Moses? Look, we're surrounded, Moses. You know, we should have died off in Egypt. Grumbling, complaining, never good enough. Never thankful. We're thankful today. Hebrews 4. And you know the context, you know, if you read chapter 3, it's very stern. About Paul's, uh, sorry, the, the writer of Hebrews, and I'm not sure if it's Paul, a lot of them say it's Paul who wrote Hebrews. Beware, you know, in, in chapter 3, 12, um, he gives him admonition, a stern warning. He says, beware, brethren, lest there be in you, lest there be any of you. Okay, let's go. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, in departing from the voice of God, in hardening your heart to, to the word of God. You know, in 7 he said, the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And so then he goes further down and, and in, in, um, 16 says how they rebelled. The ones that came out of Egypt led by Moses, they rebelled in verse 18. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, even though there was a promise that remained of rest? To whom did he swear they would not enter his rest? But it was to those who did not obey. We could say to those who did not believe. It's the obedience of faith. It's the inclination of your heart. You do well today to hear this confirmed word. This more sure word of his word, his voice in his word. So we see that they did not enter in because of unbelief. And in verse 4, therefore since, chapter 4, sorry, verse 1, therefore since a promise remains of entering his rest, a promise remains to all of us. They were weary and heavy laden and burdened. To all of us, there is a promise that remains. Christ in us, the hope of glory remains. Let us fear lest any of you seem to have Come short of it. How can we come short of it? 
For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Again, in this gospel of Christ, what is revealed? The righteousness of God. And that gospel was preached to them as it is to us. But look what they failed to do. But the word which they heard did not profit them. How can it be? How can it be that Christ can die? For you to make you right before God and resurrect, defeat Satan, wow, in the pit of hell and resurrect in great victory. And as he arose, we arose and we, he said, we are sitting. How can that message not benefit us? You know, it can. It is by us not believing. But the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. And so today when we talk about the reading of the word, it's not a religious whip, but it's an invitation to life. It's an invitation to greater life. It's an invitation to a greater unveiling of righteousness. It's an invitation of more life divine, abundance of understanding of his grace and love for you and me today. It is not, it's not, it's not to condemn. It's not to put me down, but it's to bring me, it's to bring me to the place where I realize I am now in him. He is in me. I'm before him he is before me we are one in that broken body of Christ there's no more separation the enmity is broken and I and the father have a right standing glory be to God glory be to God glory be to God you know I think I'm gonna pause and and um I'm going to stop here and then we'll continue. We'll continue next week from here. But my encouragement, my desire is that when you think about the word, you think about life. My desire is that, that, that you allow the Holy Ghost to bring forth a light of revelation and to bring forth a transformation where you now become engaged in this transforming work with the Holy Ghost where you're wide open, where you're wide open and you're allowing Him to take over your life to bring forth a beautiful glory creation that you really already are. <laughs> You already are, but in the understanding to be a great unveiling. Glory be to God. We are done for this day. Thank you. Amen and amen. And amen. And, amen. and again, we say amen. amen.